Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the KRMG Afternoon News with Skylar Cooper. Time for the BA Breakdown on the KRMG Afternoon News. And like we do from time to time, the BA Breakdown today is happening remotely. So I am with Broken Arrow City Manager Michael Spurgeon in the Rose District NBA. It's good to be with you face-to-face this week. Hello, my friend. I am so happy to have you in our award-winning Rose District and uh, look forward to visiting with you on tonight's show. So we were meeting up for a, a podcast, which folks will hear a little bit later. So I thought, let's just do the BA breakdown while we're here. And we are at the Brown Kimbrough Center for Arts, Innovation, and Creativity, this awesome newer building on Main Street. For the BA breakdown today, I want to talk about some things that are happening seasonally. We talked I think two weeks ago when we were just about to kick off all the lights and everything in downtown BA. Looks great, and I know that's a big attraction for a lot of folks every year. So how's it been so far? Well, let me just say that Christmas in Broken Arrow, without question, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The city, along with the merchants, uh, really try to go all out to promote the Shop Local. Last Saturday was the Shop Local campaign. We had tremendous success. There were patrons, customers out all over our community, which which is really great. And what we tried to do over the last four or five years is to basically expand the Christmas and Broken Air program to be more than just the tree lighting ceremony that we've always traditionally do, usually the second or third week right before Thanksgiving in, uh, in November. But we really tried to actually stretch it out so we have events going on uh, basically from the tree lighting ceremony all the way through Christmas, Skylar. It's a, a very visually appealing thing. So I, I live nearby and when I cut through Main Street, sometimes we do that, especially this time of year. You know, we'll take side roads to get somewhere quicker, but sometimes we go, you know, let's go right down Main Street and get through all that hustle and bustle because we want to see it. It's pretty. And that's why I say it's, it's an attraction beyond the Rose District Plaza where the tree and the ice rink is, but every light pole, all the signs, the businesses, the Christmas music, it, it really, I think, attracts people down here and is it right that more people come because of all of that? Do you see a, an uptick around the holidays? Uh, we do, and I, th- I think you also have to give them reasons to come down here, especially after the tree lighting ceremony, which we have, I would say we have several thousand folks, if not more, that actually come to the tree lighting ceremony, and we've expanded that while adding uh, Grady Nichols and music and other uh, fun festival-type events. We also have the business opening, and they've got their own different niches that they're implementing to, because there's so many people down here. But I think it's really just about a vibe. And one of the first things that I did several years ago was the the white lights in the trees. I mean, those usually go up right around the tree lighting ceremony, and we took them down before I got here right after Christmas. Christmas. And so I've kept those up because obviously with the change of the time with falling back, uh, it gets dark a lot earlier. And so now we're keeping the lights on on in the trees until usually sometime in March or we're going to be looking to try to do it until the, the next uh, when, until we fall to spring forward, I should say. So just to keep that illumination going on and then you add everything that you mentioned, it does create a very festive uh, atmosphere. But if you don't have events for folks to actually come and to stop, then they're just going to do what a lot of people do 
they drive through, they look how beautiful it is, and they go about their business. And so we've been very intentional. You know, Jennifer Rush, our, our Tourism Economic Development Director, and her team have been very intentional of adding events for, for about 30 days, Skylar, to get people down here to stay down here and just so they can enjoy the season and, and support our businesses. Now, that said, we are getting a little closer to Christmas. We have a parade coming up on Main Street, don't we? Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. This coming Saturday, it's the annual Broken Arrow Civitan Christmas Parade. It's going to start, and that's December 2nd. It's going to start at 10 a.m. Uh, the city for the uh, the second or third year will have, we'll actually have a float in it, and we'll be a lot of the city employees, along with our, our mayor and city council members, will be walking, and they'll be, I would say, there they'll be, there might be a hundred different uh, entries of, of folks coming, and it's always very, very well attended. It is such a great time to be out, you know, hopefully the weather will cooperate, and regardless, people come out, but it's just a wonderful time to come out and just to really officially kick off the season. You know, we're going to be getting into 2024 pretty soon, and I'm, I'm thinking about all the projects you and I have spoken about here on the BA Breakdown. And if you just tuned in, we're talking with City Manager Michael Spurgeon in Broken Arrow, whether it's the new Reesers, that kind of thing, or New Orleans Square here in the Rose District, a, a lot that we'll probably uh, keep catching up on in 2024. But one of the projects you told me about recently was a little more simple, but it goes a long way in beautifying the city, and that is painting a lot of the light poles. So we're here on Main Street. There are black light poles. It looks really great with all the modern, the brick, and everything around here. So how did you decide to go around the city and paint some of the other ones that are maybe not in these little activity hubs? Well, for Broken Arrow, I think it's very important for all the citizens to know is that our focus will always be on what I call asphalt and concrete which is actually maintaining and, and expanding our road system to accommodate all of the cars that, that are coming in, going to school, going to work, and so forth. That's always going to be a top priority. But I also think beautification plays a role in the quality of life and, and the pride, the civic pride that you have within your city. That's why we have actually started an initiative to upgrade or to install new entrance signs into our community. We're looking at a gateway-type initiative also, the, the traffic signals. I mean, you look at the condition right now, they come with what I would call like a gunmetal type gray, which is very, very drab, not not very attractive. And as we've upgraded intersections like New Orleans Squares, we've actually installed traffic signal poles that are black. And so I recommended to the city council members as a part of a beautification initiative, which is really about quality of life, is to upgrade a number of the traffic signals within the community from that gray to a black. And so we've gone in, we've cleaned them, we put primer on them through a contractor and there are 10 intersections that right now we've designated that the poles are going to be painted and upgraded and I'm certainly hoping to look to do more because I think it just it does something for your community whenever you're focusing on beautification whether it's brick accented sidewalks or it's it's traffic signals it's a clean community and make sure you maintain it and then also a gateway as you come into two broken air you know you're in broken air yeah, I think it's a moment of pride even for the citizens. I mean, I, I like it when I see that kind of thing, that it's paid attention to and kept up with. Even the illuminated street signs that are around town at some places. Uh, first of all, I appreciate that because I'm very blind. But <laughs> secondly, uh, it looks good, you know, and it, I think that goes a long way. It, it does, and I understand that some folks are, are not happy uh, with the fact that the city's spending it, but that's why I started off by saying is that, you know, maintaining our road system and brick uh, sidewalks, the, you know, the asphalt and concrete is always going to be a top priority. But I do think that uh, the quality of life, it does include more than an asphalt and concrete. And then if we can actually, you know, for a, this, this cost is about $165,000 for 10 intersections when they're all done and people have a chance to see. And if we look at expanding other improvements, intersections could be major upgrades, you're going to start to see the 
the black traffic signals, I think it's just going to be uplifting for our entire community. The BA Breakdown, we do it this time every Tuesday on the KRMG Afternoon News with City Manager Michael Spurgeon. Good to see you. Take care. Look forward to talking next week, Skyler.